from ministry to Hollywood and all things in between. Actor T.C. Stallings helps us explore today's issues through a biblical lens. Let's dive in to TCS Live. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Welcome back to another episode of the TCS Live show right here on the Edify Network. I am your host, T.C. Stallings, and I got a question for you right away. When you hear the words, the least of these, what do you think about? What comes to mind? The reason I want to jump into this topic is because I just came off of my latest role. Um, It's a real person that I was playing in a movie called No Vacancy. Uh, We were shooting down in South Florida, and I'm really, really excited about this role because, like I said, it's a real person that I'm playing. This is a true story, and it's about a church who purchased a motel in Florida, and they wanted to turn it into a homeless shelter to help people in the community get off, you know, drugs, homelessness, and all those kinds of things. And there was quite a bit of a battle to be able to do that because the people in the city didn't necessarily want their neighborhood to have a facility in it that helped homeless folks and drug addicts and things like that because that would, you know, they were worried about a lot of different things, bring the property value down and more homelessness and more, quote, unquote, those kinds of people in our neighborhood. And so I play a character. His name is Cecil Johnson. And Cecil Johnson was one of these uh, homeless folks and was on drugs and was was on alcohol. And um, he was, you know, on the street. And he was one of the people that the church in the community ended up helping and turned his life completely around. The cool thing about it, in playing this character, I got a chance to meet his wife. Uh, First of all, let me back up a little bit. The character that I'm playing, his name is Cecil Johnson, and he he actually passed away in 2019. And his impact in this community where he lived is just incredible, though. But, but, But early in his life, he had a very, very, very rough start. And I got a chance to meet his wife. Who, if you meet his wife, um, her name is Vicki Johnson. If you meet his wife, this is basically the female version of Cecil, also a person with a rough start, uh, who had her life completely turned around. But I got a chance to talk with Victoria, uh, Vicki, as we call her, Vicki Johnson. But I got a chance to talk to her about her husband. And that's kind of how I got a lot of the material to be able to pull off this portrayal of Cecil Johnson. But I could go on and on and on about No Vacancy and this would turn into the No Vacancy podcast because there were so many cool things that happened there. And maybe that's a topic for another day. But it's relevant because, like I said, the character that I played was what you would call one of the least of these. If if you read in Scripture, and, and we'll get into, to that in a second, uh, in the book of Matthew, chapter 25, uh, where it talks about you know what what Jesus considers the least of these. And he just basically described my character from this film, No Vacancy, Cecil Johnson, homeless, hungry, in prison, and all of that. You know, Cecil dealt with all of those things. And I want to give you a little bit of insight from when I was on set. We were shooting one of the homeless scenes where uh, my character is, he had been sleeping out on the street. Basically, that's what he did every, every night. And he was sleeping in front of a convenience store on this particular night. And so I had to lay out in front of the convenience store and the shop owner 
ended up coming and telling me I had to get up and leave. And, you know, kind of yelled at me, get up. You're, you're, you're driving away my customers. You're you're messing up my business. Why can't you go sleep in a parking lot near the cars or something like that? Like, that's that's what he's saying. So I have to shoot this scene. So mind you, I'm laying out in front of this convenience store in the dirt. In filming, we, we, we shoot over and over and over and over and over again. So I was laying out there for quite some time. And I kind of felt like there was some kind of, there was something sticking me. In, in my clothing, like on against my skin, against my chest. And I'm thinking like it was a tag from the clothes because although the clothes were dirty and everything because we dirtied them up, but these were new clothes, you know, it's from the wardrobe. But so there were new clothes, but so I'm thinking like maybe there's a tag or something in the end that's just really poking me. And so anyway, we, we I just pushed through it because I didn't want to mess up the shot. So we go, we go, we go, we go, we go. So we done shot this thing, you know, 10, 15, 20 times. So finally when it's over and um, I go over to the, the wardrobe people and we could just kind of talk in and and then again the tag started to bother me so i'm like let me let me get up under here and get this tag out it's been bothering me the whole shoot i lift my shirt up and this big brown and gold like weird looking bug just came up out of my shirt <laughs> so so this bug has just been hanging out with me the entire time i didn't even know it. i'm thinking it's a tag and it's a bug flying around me and everybody was like oh when it dropped out and i was like wow but the reason I tell you that story is it got me to thinking and we started talking about this. And that's kind of why I wanted to use this topic. Uh, I said, when I get back, when I get back and I start my podcast again, when I get back home on my next episode, I'm going to talk about this. As I started to think about the people who really sleep out there, like I'm playing a role right now. I'm playing homeless, but there are some people who live homeless every single night. And can you imagine, uh, you know, dirt, that they're laying in, in the mud or, you know, the bad weather, the elements, all of the bugs and whatever, rats and just any kind of different things, depending on where they are, that they have to deal with, you know, all up in their clothes on the regular basis. You know, they don't have, you know, bug spray or the protection of, like I said, a home. No, they're out there in the elements and whatever the night would bring to them, they got to deal with. And I just started to think like, man, it's just terrible what they go through. And throughout my lifetime, um, I've had a lot of opportunities to help the homeless because in, in the area that I grew up in, you, know, you would see homelessness a lot. And so when I, when I got older, you know, you're driving around wherever you're going um, and I would see homeless people, you know, you get out and you talk to them and you try to help them. And another situation that comes to mind, even in, in as we talk about helping homeless people, I, back when I was in L.A., me and the family, we just looked at the homelessness that's in L.A. And out in California, it's one of, in Los Angeles was one of them, I think at the time, and they still may be leading the nation in homelessness. But at the time, it's like this was this was the greatest population of homeless people. And we would see this on the news all the time. And the problem just seemed so great. It's just like, gosh, like, how can we do something? Can we just do something? And we decided that we would go down to L.A. and just do what we can, whatever it may be. You know, you, you, you can't solve the whole homeless problem in the entire world, even even just in you know, Los Angeles County, you can't, you're not going to solve the whole problem, that one human being, but you can do something. And, and you know, there, okay, there's more to this story, but before I even finish this story, let me, 
I, I want to share with you the motivation to why we even decided to just, you know, grab a whole bunch of food and go down to Los Angeles. Like we couldn't just sit in our living room and just keep watching this on the news and not at least try to do something. So I want to let you know where that came from. And it, it's just when you read Matthew 25, we talked about the least of these, right? That comes from Matthew 25. When you read the words of Jesus and how he talks about this, I want you to ask yourself, like, what would happen if you just literally took this literally? Like, like if you just took this literally, because that's what you should do. This is the words of Jesus. I'm just going to read through this. And I just want you to listen to how, how Jesus talks about the least of these. You know, I'm just going to read it. He says, when the son of man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when do we see you hungry and feed you and, and see you thirsty and give you something to drink? When do we see you a stranger as a stranger and invited you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When do we see you sick or in prison or go to visit you? The king will reply, I'll tell you the truth. Whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. So then now the Bible says he turns to those on the left. Then he will say to those on the left, depart from me, you who are cursed in eternal fire. Prepare for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They also answered, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes or sick or in prison and did not help you? He will reply, I tell you the truth, whatever you did not do for the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. You're listening to the Edify Podcast Network. We'll be right back. This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network. Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I dot app. This is the Edify Podcast Network. Welcome back. Now, it's easy to take that out of context and say, oh, my God, oh, my God, if we don't give to the homeless, we're going to hell or something like that. That's not the point here. This is just really getting into the heart of the matter, that people who have the heart of Christ, you're going to desire to do the things that Jesus desired to do. You're going to have the feelings about people that Jesus had. And so if you have the heart of Christ, the mind of Christ. If you are following Jesus, he's not going to ignore the needs of people. 
You know, he's not going to ignore the homeless and the sick and the widows and the imprisoned. And, and, you know, he's not going to ignore these people. He's not going to like not have a heart for these people and not going to not pray for these people and try to meet these needs and, and, and take care of them. So it's, it's more of an overall heart thing. Like people who just act like the least of these don't exist. And, you know, you kind of run away from those type of people. You don't talk to these type of people. You judge these type of people or you oppress these type of people or you have no compassion on these type of people. That would suggest that there's no Jesus in you. You know, so when you when you look at the broader picture of it, it's it's not that what you do for these people puts you in heaven or hell. It's more so along the lines of this: these types of actions are an indication that Christ is truly in you, and these are the type of of, of actions and and things that you would do in your life. So that's just you need to read that and pray about it and go into a deeper study of Matthew twenty five, and you'll see where I'm where I'm coming from. But for the sake of this podcast, um, getting back to the story, we we were me and my family were very familiar with the scripture, and w- so you you combine reading the scripture with what we're seeing on TV, and we're just like, what can we do? And we kind of came to this thing where we're just like, you know what, we may not be able to solve the whole problem, but maybe we can just help one person, just one person. I don't care what. So we just we made a bunch of sandwiches as many as we possibly can, and then we we took some like backpacks and we started to like put different materials in it that maybe a homeless person could probably use or would need or anything like that. Just doing the best we can. We prayed about it and boom, we're off. We went down to um, LA and I was headed to one of my auditions and I'm just like, anybody we see, we're, we're going to try to help them. So on the way to my audition, we just kind of started walking the streets of LA and we found this homeless person. And here's the deal. When you, it ain't just go drop the food off and then leave. It is literally go and, and, you know, you sit down and and have a conversation with them, kind of see how they're doing. Uh, you know, try to try, just just just, you know, and don't always assume that that they don't know who the Lord is, because some of them do. Actually, you know, you don't judge them. Just you pray and you ask, the Lord, how can I be of service at this moment? What can I do? So, you know, you go and and we took the food and it turns out the guy didn't even speak English. This is when we're down in L.A. And I'm just like, oh, man, this is this is going to be rough to have a conversation. I don't know. Maybe I'm not meant to have a conversation right now. So I'm trying to tell him that we got the food and everything. And then I look and I see another homeless person. And I actually waved him over and he spoke English and he was a friend of the guy. So he was bilingual and he began to translate for us. And so we were able to talk to this guy um, through the translator and give him the food and let him know that, hey, you know, I'm often in this area doing some work. And if I see you, just know that that you will always have a meal. I'm I'm bring food with me. And if I see I'm going to give it to you. And he smiled as he ate and, you know, we ended up taking a picture together and I kept a picture so I would have with me to pray for the guy. Um, but I think it was a blessing from God that the the translator guy just happened to be out there. Like, I'm not saying his, his profession was translation, but I'm just saying he was a, a homeless guy that was bilingual. I don't think that was an accident that he was there. I think that whole situation was just waiting for me and my family. But that's what we continue to try and do is to just make sure that we honor that scripture when we could and and, we're, and again, we're not doing it because, like, oh, this is how you get to heaven. No, this is because we know this is what Jesus wants. And and we have, you know, if we if we truly have the heart of God in us, we have the heart of Christ and we're led by the Holy Spirit, he'll lead us to these situations to where we can help the homeless. And, and again, that's a key thing here is you pray. Pray for the opportunities because, like I said, I'm a realist. Trying to help the homeless sometimes, it can be dangerous. I've seen homeless people that are not even really homeless people. 
You know, they're fake. They they be out there dressed all messed up and looking all dirty, and then they take your money and go and walk into a brand new house and cars and everything. I get all of that. Some of them have dangers. I've seen homeless people attack people. So, but that's no reason to not help or even or like think about helping them. That's a that's motivation to pray about a godless situation in which you can go and take care of the least of these in whatever way that that might look like according to God's plan for you. So it's just pray about it just so that you you get yourself into a safe situation, the right situation, the godless situation. Um, because for every time I've helped a homeless person, there are also times where I've, I'm praying and just something about the situation don't feel right. And I drive on by because I just couldn't bring myself to like there was no peace in the situation. So definitely pray. But the Lord knows my heart. I'm always looking to honor this scripture just because I feel like I, like I have the heart of God. We, If you believe in Jesus Christ, you have his heart, you have his spirit. And he's going to lead you and you will find yourself in situations where you can help somebody and you can make a difference in somebody's life. And getting back to my character, if, if you think I'm, I'm like joking about this, about how you can really have an impact and you never know what kind of impact you're having. My remember, my story is a true story um, from the film No Vacancy that I'm doing. That's a true story. My character, Cecil Johnson, like I said, let's go back to when I was homeless um, as Cecil Johnson and I was laying on the street with the bugs and everything. Um, in in real life for this character, what ended up happening, you'll see this when you see the film No Vacancy. Uh, a guy comes up and he goes and gets food and he ta- and he brings the food out. And, and he, and he uh, has a conversation with my character, Cecil Johnson, and, and, and tells him that he knows a place that can help him. And they go back and forth. You know, my character is reluctant to do it, but he's seeing that the guy is, is having a conversation with him, taking time, buying him food, just doing everything that he, that he can. And he ends up going with this man to this center that was ran by a church, the men's center, and it turns his life completely around. He ends up getting off drugs. He ends up getting off alcohol. He ends up finding Christ. He, and he ends up just, just completely changing his life around. And then he ends up being asked by the church because, because Cecil's transformation was so great. He ends up being asked by the church to lead a 12-step program that would help other men like him. And Cecil goes ahead and does that and helps to change many other uh, men's lives. And then he starts to go to the local church that helped him turn his life around. He tells his testimony. Then they end up asking him to be one of the the, um, the pastors there. So now he's Pastor Cecil. And again, I told you he died in 2019. But when I go, when I went down here to film this and I'm talking to people who knew him, you can tell his impact is incredible. People still talk about him today because of his heart and, and who he is. And there's so many people whose lives that he's impacted and changed. So I say all that to say what? Look where this man started, though. Homeless, hungry, in prison because he had been in. He actually had been in prison because he had shot a man. He had shot a man. You'll see that in the movie. So he shot a man. So he was, he was everything that the Bible says about the least of these. He was hungry. He was homeless. He was imprisoned. He was just all that. He was all messed up on drugs and all that. And, and, a, and a man took time to address his needs. A man took time to have a conversation with him and, and help lead him to, uh, to Christ. And it changed his life completely. And then in turn, 
he changed the lives of others for years, for like the next 20 years or so. And then he passes away. And now a movie is being made about this man's life. And he's still impacting people, even in his death. So it's just, it amazes me what can happen uh, when you just, when you obey the Holy Spirit's leading and you obey scripture and you love people and you just look to address needs and and, there, and, and, and it's just organic. Like you don't look to get any, anything out of it. You, you just, it's just the love in your heart that's, that's motivated by the Holy Spirit. It's the obedience in your life that's motivated by scripture. And it's just the compassion on other people because you're, you want to show the same compassion that God had on you, you know, when you needed him. But you never know what's going to happen as a result of that. So you for sure want to do it as an obedience to scripture, um, honoring God, obeying the Holy Spirit, following the commands of Jesus. But also you never know whose life you will change. And then the residual impact of that as that person tells his testimony and changes the lives of others. So the least of these, we see how Jesus feels about it. My question to you for this week is just, you know, I'm just asking, how do you feel about it? How do you address the least of these? You know, how do you address the homeless, the hungry, the imprisoned, you know, the, the needy, you know, all the things that we see in scripture, how do you address that? I'm encouraging you and challenging you not to ignore it. I'm not going to tell you exactly what to do or how to address it. What I will tell you to do is read scripture, read the scripture, read Matthew 25 and pray and ask the Lord, how might you use me to address the needs of the least of these and ask him to give you the courage and the, 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 the strength tonight, like not always walk past these situations to give you the discernment when you should step in and where you might be able to help someone. And it may not be somebody on the street. It could be somebody in your family. You know, it could be, it could be anywhere. Who knows? God knows. That's why I'm encouraging you to pray. Don't just go doing stuff, but just pray. Lord, I see what you say about the least of these. How, how am I to play my role right now in the world we live in right now when it comes to the least of these and, and lead and guide me uh, to the right place, people, organization, person, whatever, just so that I can honor uh, uh, the least of these and your commands on how to take care of these people. And so, yeah, I, I just wanted to encourage you guys with that. Uh, it encouraged me. I'm going to continue to look to take care of the least of these, and I'm challenging you to do the same thing. So very excited. And again, No Vacancy, uh, what a great film. True story. Um, I don't have details on when it's going to come out or anything like that, but because uh, we just finished filming it. I'm fresh off of it. Uh, but I'll let you know when I know. Uh, meanwhile, if you want to catch up with anything that I'm doing, uh, you know, I don't talk about that a lot on these podcasts, but you definitely can go to my website, www.tcstallings.life, L-I-F-E, and you'll be able to catch up on everything that I'm into. All right, you guys, um, have a great week. Pray about the least of these and um, go show some love in this world. God bless you. We see you next time on the TCS Live show. Thanks for listening to TCS Live with TC Stallings on the Edify Podcast Network. Tune in next time for another powerful exploration of faith and life. And for more must-hear podcasts, download the Edify podcast app on the Apple and Google Play stores or at edify.app.